Welcome to Branding You Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Whether it's your first time or if you've been on this journey with me, thank you for being here and seeing what it's all about. So if you are new, Branding You Real Estate, it is for real estate agents created by a real estate agent to give you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your brand and your business as a real estate professional. That is a long one. I had to like catch my breath (laughs) to make it all the way through um, my little description. So there it is. And you know, branding you real estate, I'm just going to start talking about it in every podcast and I'll try and actually get to the point of the podcast and why you came here is for technology, Corinne's top picks of technology. Um, Branding you real estate is all about this movement that's happening Real estate is moving in a different direction how we do business. And it could be because, well, technology um, and just a, a different mindset of people coming into the industry and we're shifting the way things are done. And the way that we're doing that is by actually doing things differently and kind of throwing the rule book out and doing our own thing and doing it organically and authentically and from a place of who we are. And that's what branding is. It's about attraction and not chasing. Uh, Branding is attraction. Lead generation is chasing. Something like that, which I listened to somewhere. They said it much better in a different podcast, but I hope that made sense. Um, So be a part of the movement. Think for yourself. You know, of course you have to follow certain ethics and rules and laws when it comes to real estate and selling real estate, but the way that you get your clients, um, the way that you market, you can really get creative and do it. So going into the way that you want to do it and this movement and being a part of this movement, I really would love for you to have an active role in where real estate goes. And this doesn't matter if you are brand new, if you're thinking about getting into real estate and you have not gotten your license yet, or if you've been doing it for 20 years. Let's all be a part of the change that's happening in real estate. And I welcome you and I am extending an invitation to please join the Branding You Real Estate community. And I I literally only started this because I was bouncing ideas off of different agents and I had questions myself of like, what would you do in this situation? What what kind of technology can I use for this since we're going into technology today? And there was like no forum that was specifically for branding yourself in real estate. So this is kind of meant as a forum for you to ask questions, for you to share answers, for you to inspire and for you to be inspired. Uh, So please go check out uh, the Facebook page. It's Branding You Real Estate Community. And I'll ask some questions just because I really want to get to know you. There is maybe 10 of us there now. Woohoo! Um, I was kind of embarrassed to actually like share this very low, low number because most places are like thousands. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want just anyone just liking the group. Like I did the questions to kind of discourage anyone who just was coming to like peek around my life or just see what it's about because I want quality members in this group. I want you to get involved. I want you to not be scared to ask questions. And I want to hear your ideas and your opinions and your thoughts because I get my inspiration from you. And that's where this podcast came from is I was inspired by one of you. You know who I'm talking about. First off, thank you 
for just reaching out and thank you for the kind words because you are what keeps me going. All right, keep on listening. We're actually going to get into the podcast today and talk about technology and Corinne's picks in technology, um, which I thought about like interviewing a techie person, but have you ever talked to someone who's super, super techie? They get so detailed that in the end, you have no idea what they're talking about. So here is Corinne's pick as a real estate agent and what I've been using, but it's not the right way. It's not the wrong way. It's just to give you another set of tools to test out. So you may have noticed that the quality of this podcast, the sound quality is pretty terrible. And I thought about re-recording it for like the hundredth millionth time. Um, I recorded it in my car while driving. My car is very loud. So I've just been running around between appointments and dropping the baby off and picking the baby up and um, having the baby in the house, which I have a very small house. So there's nowhere for me to really escape to, to record these podcasts. And I keep thinking, all right, I will carve out an hour or two every week and record these podcasts. But I do it and then I don't love the podcast. I'm like, I'm going to redo it. And so I was just driving the other day and I kind of got a little hair up my ass and I was like, yes, this is going to be a good time to record this podcast. I'm feeling pumped about it. And so I recorded it and I finally got out what I wanted to say. But then I listened to it later. I was like, oh my God, that sound quality is terrible. So I almost re-recorded the first portion of this podcast again, but I was like, you know what? It is better done than perfect because if I kept trying to strive for perfection, this podcast would never find its way off of my phone out into the podcasting world. So here I am not striving for perfection and that's okay. And I'm just getting it done. And with that, let's go into the actual meat of this podcast. And we are talking about technology. And I mentioned previously, this is not like super techie stuff. This is just real estate professional Corinne here giving my opinion on some basic things that I use. Um, And this is a good way to get you started. And if you like something that you're using and you just want a higher quality, you can go from there. And that's kind of how I've gone about this. Uh, So first things first get the newest iPhone. I know it's like $1,600 or like 18. It was, it took me almost a year to finally purchase this new iPhone with this amazing camera that everyone was talking about. And, oh, it was so hard to just go spend that money. And then once I finally did, it was the best investment. And I was like, why did I not buy this a year ago? And so if you're on the fence, just buy it. And this is coming from someone who I handle the marketing side of everything that happens on our team. So that means photograph, uh, photographs and videos and all of that for our listings. And we don't just have $500,000 listings. We have multi-million dollar listings where I've used my phone to take pictures and to do videos and they are gorgeous. And so I decided to compare and a little bit more about me. Photography is a passion of mine. So I, I had a really beautiful, gorgeous camera. I am the in-house photographer and I was using a DSLR camera, a Nikon, super nice Nikon with a super nice wide angle lens on it that I swear weighed like 10 pounds. So I was sore after uh, doing photographs for a humongous property. Um, And the pictures were beautiful, no doubt. So I was like, let me compare my iPhone to this couple thousand dollar camera that I have. And the iPhone 
like it, some of the photos were actually better on the iPhone. Lower light, and this is the only thing that I have, lower light needs a nicer camera. So the iPhone, here are some of the things that I don't like about it that hopefully come out in the next phone, which I might just do the upgrade. I might just go for it. So photographs with low light, not good. It's too grainy. It just doesn't have enough pixels. So pixels are like the little dots that you see when you blow something up. Um, it, it just isn't clear at all. So a DSLR camera is better for that where you can have it on a tripod and stabilize it and adjust um, the camera settings for those nighttime photos or darker photos. Uh, I have one house that I did all the pictures with my cell phone and it's just too dark. It, it's just too dark and too grainy so the pictures are not crisp. But majority of the time, if the lighting is nice in a home, uh, I get beautiful photos and the portrait mode for photos. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Like you might, I want to go out and actually get all dressed up and try and do a whole bunch of, um, like a photo shoot, some portrait photos, uh, that I can use for this podcast and for my real estate business. You may not even need to hire a photographer to do that anymore. Sorry, photographers. You might still need them. I have not tested out that theory of how um, my headshots would come out with my iPhone, which I've done some for others and they were gorgeous. And maybe it's because they were gorgeous too. So it just made the photo that much better. Um, So I was talking about the things that aren't good. So the low light, uh, taking pictures in low light. Um, And then also something that I really wish was on here is for the video portion. If it if there was a portrait video, um, version. So videoing a home is beautiful, but if you wanted to make it look professional and be, have your cell phone video doing an interview of some sort. So where you're in focus and the background is a little blurred, kind of like what you would see on TV, that is not an option. Um, and that's something I really wish that they had because I think it would make those interviews, um, and videos when you're branding yourself out and about look a bit more professional. So Apple, here's my suggestion. If anyone's listening with Apple, which I doubt it, um, get that portrait video setting going. I don't even know what that is. So those are the two downfalls with it. Other than that, I'm super obsessed with the phone. There's so much you can do. It's right at your fingertips and we're going to stick with hardware now just because we're talking about hardware. So hardware is like, your phone and a selfie stick, all of that stuff. But we will talk about some apps later, some of my top apps, which isn't much that I use. I would like to increase my app toolbox and we'll get to that. So I want to hear from you on that. So continuing with the hardware, um, the iPhone has the newest iPhone has a really good stabilizer in it. And so what a stabilizer is, the stabilizer is for video. So if you're walking around, say you're walking around town and you want to show off, um, what it's like to walk through your cute little quaint town or something, uh, it, it usually is a little jumpy. So it looks like you're walking and that's never fun. So it's not a smooth walk. It's just a little bouncy and no one likes to watch bouncy videos and it looks unprofessional. So the iPhone, the newest, newest, newest iPhone. So like get the Mac daddy, don't skimp and just get the 11 to save a couple hundred dollars. Like if you're doing it, get the Mac daddy, go all out, get all of the storage because 
videos and photos. You can get them in 4K. Um, and that's another part of it. 4K is just higher quality. And 4K allows for uh, better videos and to print your pictures. And that's a huge thing because a lot of times the, the iPhone before this, you could take beautiful photos with it and it was great for maybe the web and it was okay for the web. But for print, if you needed to go in a magazine or anything like that, the print version just wasn't that great. It was still a little too grainy and not as crisp. Um, so anyways, there is a built-in gimbal. I did a comparison with someone who did not get the 11 Pro Max. They just did the one right below it. And there is a difference in the stabilizer between the two phones. And even though the stabilizer is phenomenal in the newest phone, it still needs a little bit of help, um, especially when doing professional videos of your homes and condos. Uh, so I added on another gimbal, which I got for my last iPhone, but I needed it. I thought I wouldn't need it for the newest phone, but I did. It just added a little extra bit of quality to those videos, especially if I was walking through a room. Um, and so the one that I'm using, which I don't know if I recommend, it's called Smooth. S-M-O-V-E. It's like $100. I think it's a little complicated to use and I don't even know how to use all of the settings and I tried to research it and it was like double tap this and it'll do, I, I don't know. It's a little too complicated. If I was going to get another stabilizer, I would look for one that's a little bit user friendly. Like this is for someone who is a videographer and is doing that as their primary job. So you can get it. It works fine. I don't maximize it because again, it's just a little complicated and starting out using it, it took me like months to actually like put it to work um, and use it because I would get so frustrated because it's so complicating. Uh, but yeah, try it out or look up other ones. There's other ones out there that I have not tested out. Look up reviews, look on YouTube, but a stabilizer. The other downfall of Smooth is... So it's for your iPhone or any phone, I think. Um, but I got a super duper case for this very, very expensive Mac Daddy phone camera videography equipment. I have podcast recorder all in my hand right now. Uh, I got the OtterBox, which is a case that will protect your phone, but it is a pain in the butt to like take apart. And for the smooth gimbal, each time I want to take video, I have to take it apart. And it drives me crazy because now I'm nervous it might pop out of the smooth holder or I might drop it in the process of putting it in there. And I just hate the extra step if I just want to quickly grab my camera and get a video, but I want it to be a little extra stabilized. I can't just stick my phone in the gimbal. I have to like take apart the phone and put it all together and it's a super pain in the butt. So that's, those are the few downfalls with it. Um, all right. So we're going to keep on going. So we talked about the phone, the stabilizer. Um, I just grabbed like a, a cheapy, very cheapy. I would upgrade this. I went with like middle of the road. Um, it's a selfie stick slash, uh, tripod for my camera or for my camera phone, for my iPhone, for my Mac Daddy iPhone. And it is so flimsy that with a gust of wind, it has toppled over. The bonus that I like about it is that I can adjust it so I can keep my phone in the case. So when it does fall over, it's protected. Um, but it's really cheap. And I haven't really figured out 
the um, selfie portion of it to where I can hold it out and face it towards me. It's not super user friendly with that. So I, and it's kind of big. So I've seen other selfie sticks that are easier that I can just throw in my purse. So I may get an extra one just to carry around with me because that one I don't carry around with me. It's not that easy and it's really cheap. Like I'm, I see it falling apart within the next like couple months. It was just an Amazon. Like I said, I went middle of the road price and I feel like I got less than that. And I recently got a, the little ring light. I've tested it. It was my friends who had it. So I decided to purchase it off Amazon. It was like $10. And this is for the selfie portion of it. If you're going to hold the camera yourself and have it really, really close to your face, it adds a little bit. Um, between that and the filters, you'll look beautiful. I, again, that was just an Amazon Google ring light that clips onto your phone. And that's really easy to carry around for on the go. But if you are putting together a bigger production, so like for example, every month we, I go to um, my client's house and we set up in her living room and I'm back and we, we just have a beautiful setting and I have a big ring light, which I, it does put off some light. It helps a smidge, but for it really to work, you have to be pretty close to it. I notice when I turn it off, it doesn't make the biggest difference. Um, in light. And again, I went middle of the road just because I was testing out some products, but it adds, it adds a little bit. It, it fills up, um, those shadows, which helps in the post editing. Um, so just again, look up like those big ring lights. You'll see a big stand ring light. It's like way bigger than your head. Your head could fit through the center of it and it holds an iPhone. So make sure that I can hold a phone And on this one, I think I also have to take off, um, my case, which I hate doing that. I wish they would just, yeah, I do. I have to take off the case and I hate doing that. It just puts my phone at risk to fall over and break. And it's just an extra step. I hate extra steps. I like being as efficient as possible. So those are the downfalls. That one too will fall over and break. I mean, it already, some of the screws are falling off. It was just like a made in China, um, Amazon purchase again, middle of the road. And it was the one that they kept advertising saying, this is the top pick. This is the one everyone's purchased. This has the most reviews. So I went with that one and it's cheapy. And I guess that's what you get. It was like a hundred dollars, I think. And maybe I will upgrade, but it's doing its job. It's doing the job that I need it to do right now. So some other hardware that I don't have yet, but I want, I'm in the process of researching a microphone to go with my phone and what's in the phone right now is really great. It's a hundred times better than what the old phone was, but it still needs a little bit of help. Um, and I, yeah, I researched the ones that like now are all being marketed to me on Facebook and Amazon because they saw me searching for it. And when I looked into the reviews, one of the downfalls is that they make you download their app And that means when you download their app, you have to use their camera. And a lot of times when you're forced to use their camera, I might not be able to use my wide angle. And the other part is they are singular. So it's just for one person talking. And a lot of times we do interviews. And so I'm in the process of trying to find a microphone that I can just stick between two people and it picks up the sound around. And so I will... 
I'll post that somewhere, maybe at like on my Instagram or do a follow-up podcast on just audio hardware. My husband recently said, and someone else suggested this as well, is to get the newest iPhone AirPods. And so I think that's going to be my next purchase uh, because I feel like that's going to be the most compatible with my iPhone. And if you have tips, please shoot me a private message somewhere on Instagram, branding you underscore real estate. Shoot me a private message with your suggestion because I'm hunting for the best audio. And that's the other thing is when you, I have a Bluetooth iPod microphone, only one person can use it. And again, someone who I was just working with, she also suggested this and just did a test run and she was really far back from the phone and the audio still wasn't that great. So I'm working on investing in a microphone. This I really think is important, um, which I've noticed the audio quality, obviously I'm not doing so good here either, is terrible on my videos. So we're going to keep moving forward, but I've talked a lot. So I need to take a little break before we jump into the next section, which we will talk about some software and apps. All right. So I'm back for the rest of this podcast. I needed a little break from that. I think that was like 16 minutes. So thanks for hanging in there while we now go into software and apps. I want to start with apps because I'm one of those agents. I'm I'm a, I'm an earlier millennial, so I'm 33, um, and I love trying to do as much as I possibly can on my phone, on the go. Sometimes I lay in my hammock and get some work done because literally the world is at my fingertips right here in this iPhone, and you can tell I'm slightly obsessed. Um, no, iPhone is not paying for me or Apple to even talk about it. I'm, I'm just obsessed of being able to do so much right here on my phone. Um, and not everyone likes that. It takes a while to get used to doing so much on your phone. So let's talk about editing those beautiful photographs. So I do need to download some software on my computer. It's mainly for my drone photos. I did not talk about drone as a hardware because I think the laws in other places are just really, really strict on that. And I am by far no, not a drone expert. My husband did all the research on that and I bring him along to do all of my drone photography and videography because the first time I flew it, I crashed it. So now I'm too scared to touch it. Um, so we're not going to go into that. Let's talk about photographs. That's the phone takes beautiful photographs, as I said, but a little bit of extra editing goes a long way, helps those pictures stand out, whether it's of you or of, um, a property. I haven't really worked on the portrait side of things. So that's something I do need to work on. Maybe I can do a small little segment on that. Um, at some point on my Instagram, once I learn how to do that, I love just learning little things as I go, but that's not one I've, I've tried. Um, so I don't know how to make your face sparkle and clear up the bags underneath your eyes or I'm talking all about myself right now because I'm looking really, really tired. Um, but I will say the editing software just right built into the phone, like open up a photo. So I'm doing that right now, open up a photo and then push edit. And there's just so many editing options and just play around with it. Built right into the phone. That's what I use. 
I am looking into possibly um, getting Lightroom. I've heard a lot of good things about Lightroom. And I think that goes on your phone and on your computer. Um, so I have not tested that one out, but I think that's the one I'm going to go with after I did a little bit of research. But really, you don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. If you don't want to spend the money right now and you got the iPhone, I mean, start with just spending the money on the iPhone and then add on as you see necessary. Um, but I haven't needed it so far. And I just figured I would just add a little bit more to my toolbox. Um, and it's mainly, again, for my drone photography. But the iPhone has superb uh, editing, and that goes for video as well, um, which I don't know if you were able to do that before. I mean, you couldn't do it to this extent. So photography editing right in the phone. And let me go through some other apps that I have on my phone. Of course, I have all my social media apps. And then I'm going to go into photo and video because that's a big thing. So the look of your videos, the editing right built into your phone is awesome. But you need to take it a little bit further. A lot of the phones come with iMovie, which was a good place to get started. But I found that they have like five songs and they're really annoying and and they just aren't that good and I couldn't figure out how to get music on my videos and just some of the um the editing on iMovie is okay but you need to take it to the next level and someone suggested to me like hey try InShot and I think there is there's definitely a fee to it it's like 12 bucks a month um but that's what I use for editing uh, videos. I haven't really tested any others just because I've been happy with it. You can, I have to figure out how to upload more music to it, but there's already great music in there. And from what I recall, you will not get in trouble for using that music um, for copyright reasons, but you do need to copy uh, the artist that you're using in the song and include that in any marketing that you do. So just for an extra protection, they tell you to do that, which I need to go back through all of my videos to make sure that that's in there. And just really great editing of snipping and moving, and you can reverse the video if you want. Um, but yeah, InShot, look that up. It will cost you something. And then let's see, what else do I have on here? Canva. So Canva is like your graphic designer. And that one, again, I think is like 13 bucks a month, I think it went up to. Um, but if you don't want to hire a graphic designer, it has so many options there. But there are some limitations that like, that if you want something a bit more specific, you will need to hire a graphic designer. But there's so much there just to make your post look that much more professional. Um, whether you're putting out there a new listing or... Uh, I don't know, a flyer that you're doing maybe for an event. All of that is there. Let me just look through anything that I've posted on my um, Instagram has been all from Canva. I've thought about getting into graphic design just because I'm curious. I want to learn more, but there's so much here. There's even animated social media graphics um, and they size them to Instagram and Facebook. I have found that they've slowed down a lot lately. I think it's because... Um, a lot of people jumped on Canva and there are 60,000 templates is what I'm reading right here. So a lot of templates to work with and the ability to create your own with fonts and photos and all of that. Um, so they do have that in here. There are, 
there are they haven't upgraded like they aren't upgrading fast enough with how fast social media is changing which I did notice and that's really you know some of the issues I'm seeing and I'm just seeing that they are slowing down um so I might look into some other graphic design apps that haven't gotten so popular because I'm looking at like my grid that are my designs, which I like to keep because I like to go back to them to keep my designs consistent. And that's an important part is that your look looks the same. So anything for like new listings coming out, try and use the same design every time just so it's consistent and your branding looks consistent. And same thing for like a sold property or I don't know anything, just try and keep it consistent. But I noticed that none of my designs are loading Um, and I just think, uh, Canva, I think more people hopped on than they were ready for. So I do, I'm noticing a slowdown and a few hiccups here and there, but other than that, it's doing its job, but I'll be looking at some others just to test out here down the road. And that's pretty much it that I have for major apps that I use on my phone. I know it's not that much. I'm looking around to see what else I have. Um, Something that I do love that has nothing to do with like the marketing side of things. So our team, we originally had a server, like this big, massive thing, this server that was not web-based, hooked up in our office so we could share files. Well, it was, we had to interface with like a different computer face and it wasn't, it wasn't friendly on the phone to like look up apps or anything. And our our tech guy kept pushing the server and then it crashed and we lost 30 years, 30 years of files. And even the backup was compromised. So we ended up getting the Google Drive and it's been amazing. So if you are on a team or even if you're not on a team, what I love about it is that I can edit my files right from my phone and it makes the edits right in Google Drive, which I have downloaded Google Drive on my computer. And this, I had to Google how to do this and it was much easier than what I made it out to be. Just so when you're saving a file, you don't have to save the file and then upload it to Google Drive on the web. You save as just like if you were saving a file on your computer in your documents. I do not explain how to do that, but I love it. I love the fact that I can access my files wherever I'm at. If someone's like, hey, what was the uh, close price for that property? And I can say, hold on one second. Let me go look at the offer to purchase or what they can ask me anything. And all my files are literally at my fingertips. I don't have to go and open up my computer. So that is Google Drive. And you, I don't know how much a month we're paying, but three of us have access to it. All of us have access to it on our computer and on our phone. I don't know how that part was set up, because that's just getting way too much into the techie world. Um, but I think it's fairly easy if you just want to do it for yourself. And I love, I, some other techie person might say, don't use that. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of downfalls to it. But so far, I have not run into any. So far, it's been pretty great. Oh, here's another thing that I love that, again, doesn't have to do with the marketing, but it has to do with the ease of just having technology, having everything at your fingertips. So I'm just kind of flipping through all of my apps right now. And uh, Genius Scan, I'm obsessed with it. So recently with the whole stay at home, work at home thing, um, 
I don't have, I have a printer at my house. I didn't set it up because I always found a way around it. And I don't know if that's just the lazy version of, well, sometimes me just being lazy has forced me to try new things, meaning not getting up from the couch and just figuring it out from my phone. So Genius Scan, you can take a picture, a screenshot of something and upload it and turn it into a PDF, which I've done a lot. Um, or you can take a picture of a document sitting on the ground. Um, so sometimes like big maps, like OLG and PWD maps forever. They're so, I remember my office, we didn't have a big scanner. So the girl that I worked with, they would scan it in four different portions and then shrink it down and then tape it all together and then rescan it back in. And I was like, that just sounds insane to me. And I was like, let's, and somehow I found Genius Scan, download Genius Scan. It's like been my lifesaver for everything. And you just take a picture, scan it in and send it. And voila, you don't need a computer. You don't need a printer because you can do a screenshot of everything. Like really very, I never really have to use a printer anymore. And you know what? I'm saving the earth. I'm saving trees. And I like to say that I'm going green and helping the earth a little bit with my business by using my iPhone as much as possible. I'm sure it's admitting something that isn't good for the universe, but hopefully it's better than printing a lot of paper. Um, so those are some of my top apps. Of course, I am pretty shocked, but I was going to say, of course, our MLS system, we have an app. It's all right. I've learned how to use it, and but I use it a lot. And I am shocked at how many people, how many agents in my region don't use that app. Like I live for that app. So you guys should definitely have an app for that. And get really good at using it because it's so nice when I'm on the road, I get a buyer lead, hey, I'm looking for property between X, Y, you know, between this price range. Because when you're on the road or you're on the go, of course, don't do this while you're driving. But if you're on the go, you might think, I'm going to remember to do this later. And uh, I never do. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to pull over really quick and send this out. It takes me two seconds. I can do it from my MLS app. So make sure you get that. Um, Some other apps that I have in here. I have the Zillow app on here, which uh, makes it easy to keep track of all my leads or follow up. And DocuSign. DocuSign has an app as well. So we use DocuSign for signing, um, e-signing, which a lot of people do. Some people use DotLoop as well. Maybe I didn't make the transition to DotLoop because I'm already working with something that I'm familiar with, which is DocuSign. And I just haven't had the time to learn DotLoop because I have a system that's not broken. So I was like, why move if I have a system that's working perfectly fine? And it's really nice having all of that um, at your fingertips to be able to send documents and not have to open your computer either. Sometimes it's easier on the computer, but it's nice having that option. And let's see, I'm still going through. I have our realtor.com app here. And let's look at everything else that I have. Let's talk about financing for a second. Or maybe not. I don't have anything good for financing. I thought maybe I did. I don't. Um, I was using to track my expenses. Why can't I think of that? I will come back to that because tracking expenses is pretty important. And my app's not there and I don't know where it went. 
I have these all in files and um, organized alphabetically, and now I see it. So it's QuickBooks Self-Employed. Again, it doesn't have to do with marketing or branding, but hopefully it'll make your life better. And the better everything is in your life, the better you'll be at your business, and the better you are at your business, the better you are branding yourself, and the better you is going out there. Right? See how I pulled all of that back, even though we're talking about um, your taxes? So QuickBooks Self-Employed, you can hook that up to um, your credit cards, your debit cards, everything. And once you kind of set everything up, you don't have to go and check in every day or once a week. So you set up these rules. So for example, and this is just an easy one, the gas station that I go to where I always fill up with gas, I have it automatically set up for it to go as a business expense. And then it further puts it into another group um, and organizes it into car and gas. Uh, let's see, what, what else do I have in there? If I have my local bookstore, because I buy lots of books and stationery and all that, I have that set up as like uh, business essentials or uh, stationery. I don't know, something like that. So I have all of these rules set up for places that I frequent. So I don't have to go in and remember to do that. And it's so easy to go in. So quick book self-employed. You have it right on your phone if you want to check there. And also it correlates with jumping on the computer. And those are those are my apps. I went a little bit further than I intended. Um because I was just going to talk about the apps that help with marketing and branding, but I just figured, hey, I'm in there. Let me share everything that I have. And of course, the social apps. Um, so I have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest just for fun. That's I don't use that for business. Um, I think you can, but I don't. YouTube and TikTok. Again, TikTok I don't use. I just um, go down the TikTok rabbit hole when I need a little stress relief. So that's good for stress relief, right? And again, that comes back to a better you and a better you means you're branding yourself and you're putting your best, best foot forward. And when you're doing that, you're doing a better job at your job. Um, so I have all of my social media apps on here. And so someone also asked me, the girl who inspired this podcast, she was like, oh, okay, so what, um, and, and maybe I should do this, a lot of people use a lot of social media apps and programs that post for them. Or maybe like Instagram, my girlfriend was using one so her grid could be beautiful. And I don't know how that works. I did not um, go and spend money on that. And maybe I should look at this down the road. Um, but I handle the social media for our team. So maybe hire someone like me, someone who is that you both can post um, on your Facebook and Instagram. And, and I, don't, I don't know what outside companies do this. So I'm, I'm a do-it-yourselfer when it comes to social media. And I very much believe in that. Maybe you can do a hybrid of both just to fill the gaps in between so you keep showing up because that's important. You, it's better to show up than not show up in a sense, as long as you're putting good stuff out there. Um, but I think social media needs to be you. It needs to be your voice in order for that brand to be consistent and for people to connect with you. So for example, Karen Smith, I did an interview with her before and now I've been following her on social media 
And I'll scroll just like scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and I'll see one of her posts before I see her name and I know it's her just by how the post is, just by what she wrote and she just has this particular look of her and I know it's her before I even know it's her. But if you have an outside company writing things for you and posting for you and then you're posting, you're all over the place. So try and get a consistent tone. And if you do hire someone, what I would suggest doing is maybe hiring someone who is active in the community. So I've noticed lately between baby and working uh, and taking care of my home, I don't, I don't really leave my four walls. So I haven't had good content, good community content, which I think that's way more important than um, listing all of your properties. Uh, so if there's someone who's active in the community, who's always out and about at all the events, see if you can hire them to help you post, but make sure that you explain to them, Hey, here's my tone. And here are some posts that I did. That's coming from an authentic place. Um, and you can even figure out ways to partner with them. Maybe they could share photos with you. Uh, I don't know. There's so many different things that you can do. So I do not have an app or a program for that. And I'm sorry, I don't, I'm just a do-it-yourselfer when it comes to social media. When I wrote the girl that I was talking to, I was like, and it was the least professional advice I can give. And if you're starting out and you're not big into social media, I mean, I think down the road, you need to have a, a little bit of structure. I'm not a super structured person, so it depends what works for you. If you're someone who likes to plan your content out for the entire month, um, or if you're someone like me that just posts when I kind of feel like it which is probably not the best way to go. So anyways, I was telling her, I said, hey, bathroom posting. Each time you go to the bathroom, um, post something, share a picture or comment on a, a couple of posts from people who are in your area. Maybe it's a restaurant and they posted a picture of their menu and post and, and respond to that um, or share that on your page. So do that each time you go to the bathroom. That's just a great place to get started if you're like, I don't know what to post, when to post, and you create it and make it so much bigger in your mind than it has to be. And that that gives you a bit of structure, right? Bathroom posting. Can we make that a thing? But I will say, recently this past year, I've tried to add a, a smidge of, of uh, consistency. And so I created like Home Tour Tuesday. So every Tuesday we post a video or some kind of tour of a home and that could come in all different structures. It could be a pre-recorded video. Um, it could be a live walkthrough video. It could be a video where we filmed our entire team uh, filming different parts of the tour or just one person doing the tour or a selfie tour. There's really no rules necessarily to it. I may actually do a well, now I'm just getting too much into it, but it'll be at like a Zoom live event. Um, so those are some of my I ideas with that. I was kind of just uh, interrupted by my puppy here, so sorry for any dog barking in the background and me losing my train of thought, but I'm already a couple minutes in, so I don't want to stop. So we were talking about all of the wonderful apps, social media that I don't have an app, that I'm more of a do-it-yourselfer, and now let's get into just a little bit of software that I use on my computer. And like you heard me say, for my photos, I'm just using my phone. I'm considering Lightroom, but it's not necessary. Don't feel like you have to add all of this on. Pick and choose what works for you. 
a great place to get started is not spending the money on Lightroom or professional photography um, editing software. I'm telling you, your phone, if you learn how to really use the editing side of this and figure out what works, um, the pictures look amazing. So try that first before going to Lightroom. That's a bit more complicated and a bit more advanced. A lot of photographers use that. And... So let's see, what else do I have on my phone? Of course, all of the Word, Excel, all of that. Gotta have that. And I have Outlook. I love using Outlook. It just works with my brain better, but uh, you might be more of a Gmail web-based kind of person, and that's fine as well. And I really don't have too many things on my computer other than the norm. Let's talk about CRM, though. A Customer Relationship Management systems. So currently we're using top producer and I fell into this. I did not choose this. Uh, the lead on my team, she's been using it for years. And let me tell you how many years, a lot of years, so many years that she was able to get, we have like 13,000 contacts in there and they're all really good contacts. We send out an email once a month at least, and that's consistently once a month. Um, but the problem here where I'm going with top producer, I feel like top producer stopped evolving maybe about a couple years ago and it's just not as user friendly. Their app, they don't even have an app. It's more, you know how you can take the web version and create an app out of it. So it's not app friendly. Um, you can look up a contact and that's about it, but I would like the ability to be able to do my send my mass emails straight from my phone and not have to open up my computer every time I need to do that. There's a lot of times we send out mass emails over the weekend, and I would like to just do it from my phone after I have that template up. Um, there are just a lot of issues going on with Top Producer, and their name, Top Producer, um, they can't handle Top Producers. Like we hit, we have thirteen thousand, and the problem is, is a lot of times you use this system to follow up to do your drip campaign, right? After you've attracted those leads, you do a drip campaign and you try and stay in contact monthly, weekly, whatever works for you. And Top Producer cannot handle sending out more than a thousand emails in one day from one account. So we had to purchase a second account that's still tied to it. Anyways, that's getting way too much. Con- I'm like the te- techie person that's making it way more complicated, my suggestion is if you plan to be a top producer in the future, or if you are one now, don't go with top producer. Like their name does not align with their product. They cannot handle a top producer. And we are we are small fish in this sea of real estate. So I can't imagine like someone who even does more volume than we do, but they can't handle 12,000 um, contacts. And it's a pain for us. And... Yeah, a lot of issues. So we are, so my company, Schmidt Family of Companies, I should have gotten all the stats. Anyways, a big brokerage that owns several other smaller brokerages, including us, a ton in Florida, Michigan, Ohio. I think I got it all. And before they roll something out, they do all of the research and they test it out. And then they do even more testing 
And so I really trust their opinion. I have not done the research myself um, because it's a little overwhelming to me because we have to figure out how to take all of our contacts from top producer and move them over to Moxie. Um, So maybe look up Moxie as a CRM system that you can use. But we need to make that transition, uh, which is going to take us a long time. But they swear by it and I trust them. I think they really know what they're doing. So look into Moxie for a CRM system. And I know it might be a cost and you're like, well, I only have like 100 contacts. I would get started now. So you have one place to put them all and just start that drip campaign right away. And I know I'm going a little bit further and this could be a whole other subject, but start with just once a month and... I think I saw a question in like a real estate mastermind group like, hey, where do I get started? Like, what do I send people? If I'm going to do these mass mailings, what do I send them? And so we have a template and I my, I learned this from um, my client, my lead of my team. And she's been doing it for years, so I cannot take credit for this. And it's consistent. That's the first thing, be consistent. And then every month we send out these articles that you have a personal letter You have a couple articles, maybe three, that are community-based, not real estate-based at all. Well, now we've been starting to work that in. So like two community, maybe events coming up or a business highlight. Um, It's great connecting with other movers and shakers in your industry. And then an article about real estate. And then we feature some of our properties so we can tell our listeners, hey, we shared your property with 12,000 people. Um, and then also a market update. So we do monthly market updates to say, you know, what's up, what's down in a comparison to the year before. So just if you needed some structure on what to do there. Well, I am now going hoarse from talking so much. I did not think I could make this podcast this long. Um, I probably missed something with technology, but Hey, those are Corinne's picks. They're not right. They're not wrong. Um, but hopefully it gives you something to start with and didn't overwhelm you. My goal is not to overwhelm you. And now I feel like I did because now I feel overwhelmed. Um, but feel free to reach out to me if you just want to get started with one thing, or if you want to know the product that I'm using, um, for like my ring light, which I told you is not superb. I wouldn't be like, yes, you need to use this. Um, but it does its job. So I think that's it. Before I lose my voice, let me sign off and thank you for just sticking around and listening in. And please, please, please join the community. It's like one, I see like one every couple days. Again, I'm at like 10. I would love to see you there and I would love to hear from you. And I'm just excited for this movement and to have you a part of it. Did I mention what the group is called? Branding You Real Estate Community. And then check me out on Instagram. I'll try and follow up with some other techie things because I'm sure more will come to mind. And that is Branding You underscore real estate. And that's it. So happy branding. Have a lovely weekend if you're listening to this when this goes live on Friday. If not, have a lovely day or week. And yeah, go rock it out there. All right. I already said happy branding, but I feel like saying it again. Happy branding.